ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian giant, Venetius, the temptress witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I am your host, Ted, and I am here with all of my favorite people. Every Thursday night, we are here in the lab recording in Rewind Studios, a.k.a. random bedrooms and basements and uh, and living rooms. And living rooms. I have to give it to that, right? Uh, so... As you guys all know, I, I have all my partners in crime here. They're all listed in the intro now, so I don't even have to say everybody's names anymore. But we've got Tyler and Venetius and Ivy and Ref Amy all here with us here this evening. And we are going to talk a whole bunch of professional wrestling. We have some great topics lined up for you guys today. Let's get all the cheap plugs out of the way. We have a new show coming to Rewind Wrestling Network. It's going to be Reviewing the Indies. And Cousin Mike is going to get to uh, take a look at all the indie stuff that you promoters are sending us and he's going to give you his honest opinion and when i say mike is going to give you his honest opinion think of jim Cornette, but with less filter <laughs> and that's cousin mike wow so uh okay. so, so cousin mike is going to tell you guys exactly how it is in his eyes and uh you know don't you know don't be shocked if uh if people are uh, coming at at mike's throat in about a week and a half. Um, anyway, so we've also got the Wrestle Game Rewind. The Wrestle Game Rewind started up again this uh, this past week with the episode with the arcade game. It's uh, it's been a pretty good success. They've they've gotten a, a bunch of views on it on YouTube. Uh, you can catch Tyler and Lionel on their Twitch streams. You can catch Tyler on uh, Slash Arbiter, and you can catch uh, Lionel on Nirvana Sparkle. Make sure you check those guys out. Those two are uh, are kicking ass and taking names over on Twitch, and they're promoting our stuff over there. Thank you so so much, uh, guys. We have some big big stuff coming up here. Um, in the next couple weeks, next week we've got Douglas Hart, former NWA social media director. Uh, he'll be he'll be joining us next week, and then the week after that we have our Royal Rumble preview show. It's going to be live. Mm. It's going to be at eight thirty p.m. here on YouTube, and we are going to have uh, Kevin Key from the Philly Fan Sports Podcast. He'll be with us for the about an hour. We're going to have Mitchell Norton, and uh, we're going to start talking about this a little bit now, and we're going to talk about it a lot more next week. Uh, but Mitchell Norton is uh, the, the head honcho over at Norton Graphics, and his son, Bryce, is, uh, is not doing so hot. He, he is ill. He has leukemia. And uh, so we are going to bring – Mitchell on the show. He's going to come hang with us. He's going to make some predictions. Uh, his kid's going to get to see him on a YouTube show. That's pretty cool in and of itself. But what's going to really be cool is that we are going to start trying to raise some funds for these, this family. Um, and we're going to, you know, we're, we're hoping to raise as much as we can. We're not going to put any, any specific goals out there just yet. Uh, the five of us still have to have to talk as a team about that, but we want to, we want to put some money together to help these folks out. So if anyone's uh, interested in doing that, please reach out to me, direct message me at rewind podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and I will uh, hook you up with all the information for that. We want to, we want to front load that as much as we possibly can. And, uh, the two weeks after that, oh, and Jolton Joe's going to be on that show too. 
right? So we've got Kevin Key, we've got Mitchell Norton, we've got Jolton Joe, and every time we do a prediction show, we have a couple wrestlers randomly call in. So yeah, we we're gonna have, have some. We're gonna have some fun surprises you, you and some CCW people, and yeah, maybe some, maybe some, yeah, who knows? Maybe a couple interesting maybe. surprises, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you got to tune in to find out, though. You've got to be watching to know what's gonna happen, right? Look at those eyebrows. Those eyebrows tell a story, folks. They tell a story. <laughs> It's a story about how my life got quit, turned upside. No, I'm kidding. Um, so okay, anyway. Ted, don't ever do that again. <laughs> like, Listen here. Straight. Don't ever. Don't Listen ever insult here. the Fresh Prince like that ever again. Listen here. <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth, okay? No. <laughs> um, but the two weeks after that, folks, are really exciting for our show. We have uh, two huge guests coming up at the beginning of February. We've got NWA Hall of Famer Nikita Koloff coming on the show in the first week of February. Craziness. Super excited to talk to a legend, a literal legend. And, uh, and then the week after that, we have the man. He is not human. We have PCO joining us on the show. Jolton Joe will be jumping on with him. And uh, I'm super excited that we get to have these awesome folks on the show. It's going to be no, a great No, I mean, you, you, have, you have – this, this is my treat. Like, I'm so excited for these two guests. You have, the, like, one of the original badass foreign heels that I'm stealing their gimmick every time I get out there. Uh, uh, Nikita Koloff, who's just unbelievable. He's got that sickle. He's got everything. He's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I love him so much, and I've not met him yet. And then, of course, you know, PCO, who's just, I mean, if there's, I, I'm sorry, if there's a human being that I would love to wrestle right now, it's probably PCO. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's in his 50s and he's still doing it gives mm -hmm. me, uh, uh, you know, credence that I can do it for another 20 years, 25 years or whatever. So thank you so much, PCO, for coming on the show. Please watch it because uh, I promise not to be a, a mark uh, uh, both of these episodes. I promise to really get to the, get to the uh, uh, crux of both of these guys. So definitely tune in. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be going to be great. Going to be great. Uh, anyone else have any other big plugs? Uh, Nelia, you got some shows coming up? Oh my God, are you kidding me? I mean, how long do we have? So we have Homecoming <laughs> You have on 10 seconds. You have, have 10 seconds, uh, go. <laughs> we have Homecoming on Saturday. It's a two-night uh, extravaganza. Two, it's, it's a Saturday night. And then a Sunday matinee, you have a, a four-team tag team, um, a Fatal 4-Way on Saturday. You have Will Austin versus Sebastian Cage. You have El, uh, El Santo versus the returning uh, Romeo um, uh, Cavedo. Uh, Sunday, you have the Colognes defending their title against the winner. Uh, and then you have a bunch of awesome stuff. But after that, you have Bash of the Brew, February 6th in Hialeah, Florida. It's going to get wild. It's going to get a little dangerous. We're going to be in South Florida. We're going to be in Miami. We're going to be in Cubantown. Maybe there's going to be a few surprises. Uh, tickets are on sale for that. And after that, Anniversary 17 is already in the books, uh, uh, March 20th. It's going to be one of the craziest shows. It's CCW's WrestleMania. Everything's going to be culminating on March 20th, Anniversary 17. So tickets will be on sale for that really soon. I forgot Sunday. Nashville. Uh, Matthew Justice versus Alex Ocean. No disqualification at homecoming night too. So you're going to be able to watch all that stuff, but uh, Saturday is basically sold out. Sorry, but Sunday is uh, there's some stuff available. So I would buy it right now because the people who watch the show Saturday and didn't buy a ticket for Sunday, they're going to buy a ticket because Saturday is just going to blow the whole thing up. Uh, and then a new thing that's coming out, it's uh, in conjunction with the theater, the Boca black box theater and CCW working together on a four night tournament through the months of March and April called the battle of Boca Raton. Imagine the best independent wrestlers culminating in Boca Raton, La Boca Vista, where Jerry Seinfeld's parents lived. They're going to be, they're going to wrestle four nights over eight weeks. And that will be available on a, a live stream via the Boca blocks theater. If you're not, in South Florida, but I would say if you're within two or three hours, just steal a car, drive to Boca, 
dump it somewhere in, in a, a shopping plaza in Boca Raton, you know, blame it on Donald Trump and then go see the battle of Boca Raton. You got to do that right now. It's hot. You just blame and, everything. And you got the show on, on February 20th in Nashville with uh, Brian Cage. Oh too, my right? God. Imagine I just, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot February. Brian Cage. I forgot Brian Cage. I forgot the machine. I forgot he just coming off an amazing match, you know, where he got screwed. He got screwed by the stinger. Uh, uh, Brian just canceled show. <laughs> uh, uh, stop spreading rumors like that. QAnon over there, uh, spreading bad rumors. Where like Brian Cage is going to take over the government too. Uh, uh, Amy. Uh, you know they've arrested Pelosi here. But anyway, February twentieth. Uh, enter the machine, Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets are going nuts in Nashville right now. It's one of the best pre-sales of all time. Uh, we have an ability to increase the size of that venue. So will there be a thousand people there? Will there be 1200 people there? I don't know. Uh, it's up to you. So buy a ticket for enter the machine, February 20th, CCW, Brian Cage, and then his opponent will be announced this week. It's going to be badass. Excellent. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, I, I do want to keep things keep things a rolling yeah, here we'll like do some minutes. more uh, sorry, cheap guys. plugs at the end that was like more than 10 seconds i want my money back um, i'm sorry <laughs> um free so tickets, guys Ed, you get free tickets to ccw shows that's your money free tickets to a show that's uh not not to the 24 listeners. hour drive away you know it's, it's okay <laughs> so listen we are uh we're gonna start with our fan topic tonight and uh this topic comes to us from adam whitworth on uh i think it was on instagram uh, you know, I, I, I'm almost finished. I finished the Twitter messages, right? I finally finished the Twitter messages. So the Twitter messages are all caught up. Instagram locked me out again. So I, I got a couple people left to, uh, to message on Instagram. When you guys get those messages from us, it's legitimately me. Like I'm harassing yeah, it's, you. No, so. it's, it's, it's actually Ted's counterpart, counterpart in Pakistan. <laughs> no, it's actually Ted. It's unbelievable. You know, the truth comes out. So, so for all 20, I think, I think we're what we're at close to 2,800 followers between Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah. But you know, somewhere around there. So I, you know, I literally messaged every one of those people. It's it's close. It's it's you know, it's it's a lot of people. But uh, anyway, some people actually wrote back, which is kind of cool. And they wrote back with topics uh, that they would like to hear us talk about. And Adam wrote to us about talking about um, what some of our favorite childhood memories were of professional wrestling. Like, why did we get so impassioned in it? Why did why do we love professional wrestling so much? And I thought that was a really interesting topic, uh, considering all the nostalgia stuff that we were talking about last week um, with Ariel and uh, and some of the stuff that we were seeing this week, Stinger getting involved in, uh, in the match last night. I thought that was a, a great topic that we could touch on. Um, I was telling uh, Ref Amy and Tyler off air, I dug this guy out of the drawer behind me here old school wolf pack shirt from my very first wrestling show it uh it got so beat up and got so many holes in it that i had to cut them off right so i actually wore this tells. i actually wore this shirt in my last backyard wrestling match when i was like 14 years old and that stain on there is from when i colored just saying just saying <laughs> did you use a blade how'd you do it no, I got it the hard oh, way. Yeah, hard way. <laughs> I, uh, we were on a jungle Damn. gym, right? We were on a jungle gym, and I uh, I did a flying elbow off. You know, like those curved ladders on jungle gyms in in parks, right? Mm -hmm. We were in the park. We were on that thing. I Great jumped off the curved ladder doing a doing a an elbow drop, and I caught my foot in the curved ladder. Oh, <laughs> I gosh. came down. Oh. I came down on my own nose, right? Didn't Ow. break the nose, but I had a bloody nose, and we just kept going. 
know? That's great. Me and my guy Matt Short. Matt Short is one of is one of our uh, one of our couple of listeners from Japan. Matt works wow. over in Japan now. He's a he's an English teacher over there, and he uh, and so that was I figured who he'd was be against. a deathmatch guy by this point. Man, he started <laughs> early enough. Listen, Japan. I tried, I tried. In, I just got uh, old and fat too fast. DDT, you know? uh, didn't we it's all? Possible. Man. You know, but uh, but definitely WCW was definitely how I got in. Um, I got in because I absolutely, I mean, I absolutely loved Bret Hart at that point in my life. Like Bret Hart, you know, my cousins would show me matches of that Bret Hart had that they had on VHS tapes, you know, like they would pull out the VHS. You got to watch this match, but it was Bret Hart and WWF, you know, it was like the Iron Man match. Right. And, um, oh man, Bret Hart's the man. So you know, between him and Shawn Michaels, I couldn't watch WWF. I didn't, I didn't have the ability to do so, but I had access to WCW. So I was watching WCW stuff like worldwide. We were talking about that last week. Um, and I just dug into that stuff, man. And then I got heavy in the wolf pack, man. That's why I've got the red and black sting stuff. I got the wolf behind me here. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I got heavy in the wolf pack and that's, bad now like i'm looking at it now like oh you're a really shitty wrestling fan you were in the wolf pack bro like you know um but i definitely dug the click the click has always been my favorite um group of people you know sean and triple h and scott and you're wearing a scott shirt tonight aren't you nelio yeah, yeah, yeah you got probably. the bad guy yeah i'm the yeah, bad guy cool. you got hey, the bad yo. guy shirt on hey you know? yo page let me see those legs <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> yeah, brother. So that's, I mean, that's, I really, I, good, I, really huh? I know your mom. Well, say, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, <laughs> hey, yo. I hate that your impressions are good. I really hate that your impressions are good. Um, but yeah, so I, I, and I totally dug when X-Pac went back to WWF. Cause like, that's right when I got access to WWF It was when he went back right after Sean left and Triple H is like, I'm bringing somebody in to help. And he comes in and cuts that promo and it's fire. And I'm just like, Oh shit, this guy's fantastic. Like 11 year old me is going, what the hell? You know? <laughs> so I, I mean, I dug it, man. And back then I was a Goldberg Mark II, but I've learned better. Unlike Nelio. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so who who wants to talk, man? Who wants to talk? What no, was your, I mean, what I, was your childhood? I, uh, shit? I, you know, it's crazy uh, that you talk about that. So I think I got into professional wrestling. Um, I would say even before I saw professional wrestling, I saw Rocky. I was maybe mm. two years old. And I told everyone that I wanted to be a boxer. So I would just fight people like my cousins and stuff. <laughs> you sound and I like my just imagine, bro. yeah, I just imagine like you know, and it's like even if I wasn't you know the toughest, or, or even if I wasn't you know the most in shape you know two year old, I, I thought I was going to be the toughest two year old. So I thought I was just obsessed with that, and it just so happens like I watched the three Rocky movies or four Rocky four Rocky movies. Rocky four blew my mind, and I was maybe three years old, maybe almost four. I think I was maybe four years old when Rocky five came out, I think it was like 1991 or 1990. And uh, I saw that in the theater and it blew my mind. And so I, I loved fighting and simulated fighting from before I saw professional wrestling. And then uh, I do remember the day that I watched professional wrestling. Like I knew of professional wrestling, but I remember um, Tuesday in Texas, I think it was Tuesday in Texas undertaker and uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. And then 92, I hated Ric Flair, all of that. So, you know, and I was, I was probably five or six or something like that, you know, 
approximately at the time. So it was like insane to me. Like professional wrestling was just always, always was such an insane like uh, thing. I always knew I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Like, but if you're talking about like actual moments, I do remember the like the Ric Flair, like with a tear in my eye, you know, like that mm-hmm. whole, like, you know, like that was just amazing. He puts over the, the WWE title, you know, Savage. I remember, I remember having feelings. Like I remember having like strange feelings. I didn't understand at the time when Ric Flair super when Sable imposed, took off the top and she had no, nothing no, but the handprints. I, I, at that point, I, I Everybody knew Everybody understood I was, that. I, yeah. <laughs> I was an early bloomer. So I knew uh, all of that at, yeah. by that point in time. I knew when, I mean, I, I was well aware when Sonny and uh, when she was doing weird stuff, I was, I was on top of that. But uh, um, I guess we're going to stay PG because I could go a whole other tangent uh, on that one. But um I remember feeling really strange feelings of anger, jealousy, when Ric Flair superimposed his picture with Queen Elizabeth. And I remember feeling so mad. Like, I remember watching Superstars and and Ric Flair say, like, before she was yours, he was mine. Woo! You know, and I was just so upset for Randy Savage. Like, and I felt actual, like, jealousy and anger. And I didn't, you know, like... Like I was never jealous of a woman before, or like jealous of a guy taking a, a girl or anything like that before. So that literally opened my mind to these type of things. So I remember that vividly. And I remember when Savage won, I was so happy. And then like a week later, I remember Gorilla Monsoon showing the real pictures that were actually Randy Savage. And I was just so happy that, that Elizabeth didn't have sex with Ric Flair. How crazy <laughs> was that, you know, when you're a kid, like things yep. like that. But uh, they got me. I was exact mark for that. And then um, I would say, like, watching Bret Hart matches, knowing I knew I never was – I never thought wrestling was uh, – but I knew when I was watching Tuesday in Texas that, like, there was something off there. You know, I didn't – I didn't like – I was not, like, hook, line, and sinker, even as a small child, but I loved it more than anything else. I got into it. Uh, uh, I love Bret Hart so much. And then, you know, and then, I, of course, I, I started – backyard wrestling myself like uh i uh, started a federation i we got like a geocities website for our federation and we beat the crap out of each other like we would bloody each other like like you said hard way and we would have matches where there was not a determined winner <laughs> determined winner like we would mm-hmm. be- beat the living you know i remember beating a kid named camille kudrowski like so badly that he was leaning forward on me and bleeding all over my chest and i'm just pummeling him and then the neighbor uh, uh, threatened to call the police on us. And I was kind of like trying to explain to her like, no, no, it's cool. Like we're backyard wrestling, you know? And then no, I realized no. like, I, I really, I like, I, I really hurt him really bad. So Camille, I'm sorry about that. You know? And, and I remember all those guys, Erica Dona, John Tomas, Camille Kudrowski, all the guys that we just murdered each other. So that was wrestling, you know, like I always yep. loved wrestling. That That's my earlier memories. And then the Monday night wars kickstarted everything. I loved, I loved wrestling before that. Like, I loved watching uh, – I was a WWF guy, but – because they would do the uh, Rosemont Horizon uh, house shows. So I would go to those, and I remember Boss Man and Nails and stuff like that. Like, ah, I'm freaking out over that. Um, and then I was never – I think I was a little too old for Hogan. I never saw Hogan until later. But uh, the point was I, I found WCW at 6.05 on Saturday – and I was like, this is awesome. That, and, and that's when Flair was gone. I was like, where'd Ric Flair go? And then I found Luger and I found Sting and I found that stuff. So I was a WWF guy. But then I, w- I remember being really mad 
in 97, 98, when every motherfucker was a wrestling fan, you know, I was so mad that everyone was talking about wrestling all of a sudden. I was like, no, 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 that was mine. That belonged to me. Like professional wrestling was mine. Everyone was giving each other the stunner, telling everybody to suck it. I'm like, listen, dude, like you guys are late in the game and this is not cool that like, like the, like me and like the other kids, like, you know, I had like two guys that we spoke wrestling but it was like kind of a secret. And all of a sudden, like, like the, the hot girls, like the cute girls and stuff like that, they're all talking about wrestling and stuff. It wasn't good. I remember it made me upset. You know, but I rolled with it. So that that would be how I would ex- how how I experienced professional wrestling, and those were my earliest moments of professional wrestling. And and I remember, uh, I remember years by the by the WrestleMania main event. So like, if I think about a year, I remember what was the main event at WrestleMania. Then I can literally fill in that year and the pre- and that that Christmas and everything before that. So that's professional wrestling for me. Uh, so talking about Ric Flair and earliest memories. So that first show that my dad took me to, it was uh, back when the Spectrum was still standing in Philadelphia, right? And uh, it was at the Spectrum. And I remember the main event. It was a house show. It was a WCW house show. It wasn't even TV, right? Crazy. And, uh, and the place was packed, right? And we're in the, the goddamn nosebleeds of the spectrum right ten dollar tickets <laughs> right and uh i remember the main event the main event was ddp versus rick flair versus sting triple threat for the strap not when i first got into wrestling but my first show right oh wow yeah and uh i remember ddp winning Retaining his championship by rolling up Ric Flair with a schoolboy, but he did so by pulling Ric Flair's trunks almost all the way the f- off. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, man, it was it was funny. Like we all got a full moon. And Flair's running around the ring, like trying to pull his trunks back up, and you know so. <laughs> I, I can see that I, along with the rest of the women on Space Mountain, have seen Ric Flair's bare ass. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so who who's going next year? Let's uh, let's go to Rough Amy. Ooh, so like I definitely. You're gonna watched... say like Triple H and Mankind because she's really young. Remember? Oh, oh, you you you. It's you literally think gonna, it's gonna be that. Be... I bet. You you think it's gonna be that? far back okay because uh, i definitely watched around that <laughs> oh my time. god it's gonna be like zach Ryder <laughs> and like kane not that far forward um no what really uh cemented my love for wrestling and because i got to share a lot with my family um with my cousins and my sister and stuff was uh the era um the ruthless aggression era where you had the smackdown six so you had eddie guerrero edge ray mysterio kurt angle name redacted all the uh the, all, all the the best workers of that generation. So um, that really, like the, those memories I remember fondly because each of us took one. So mine was Eddie Guerrero. My sister had Rey Mysterio. Um, my cousin had Kurt Angle. And we would constantly like fight. And you had them. name redacted, right? You seem like yeah. you were a name redacted. Uh... <laughs> he was up there, but uh, Eddie Guerrero was my boy. And um, we would also- There's a thing for guys with gap tooth, you know, gap tooth smiles. Well, Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, um, but we, we would play the video games and we would constantly be those like six guys all the time. And we would talk shit to each other all the time about these characters. Like mm. we, we, we'd be watching in separate households as minute raw or not raw, uh, SmackDown was over. We'd call each other and like curse each other out. We'd get grounded every other week. And then one of my funniest memories is when um, Eddie turned on Rey Mysterio and like bloodied him up and everything. And I remember my sister, like I'm already distraught because I, I was just like, he was my hero. And now he's just killing poor Rey Mysterio. My sister came up to me and said, you're dead to me and then left. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that, that had to be like, like I said, I watched wrestling before that, but that cemented the love of wrestling. Cause you also had that integration of like family into it mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Sean and Connor. Mm -hmm. I still love those moments. And, and you know, I can totally relate to that. Cause like my older cousins got me into wrestling mm -hmm. and uh, my, my oldest cousin. Um, I remember being like, it was right after Brett came to WCW. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's not, that's not true. It was right when Brett and Hogan started, started teaming together. And, uh, and I, I went up to my cousin, I'm like, Hey, hey, did you hear Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan are going to be a tag team? They're going to be unstoppable. And he just turns around, right? He turns around and goes, two goddamn losers together can't make a winning team. And he walks <laughs> away. <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's I me hate going. that guy already. I hate, I hate your cousin or whatever. Oh, dude, I hate <laughs> him now too, so it's okay. You know, Looking good. I hate him for real. What the hell are you two <laughs> losers? Hulk Hogan. God. Come on, dude. Bret Hart. That's what uh, wrestling's great. It is. Let's. I got. I got a Ben. I got a Benoit story from 2006. That's. <laughs> you mean name insane. redacted? Damn it! <laughs> so I did. I tell you guys this story before. I'll no. tell it some other time. No, tell it. Tell Literally, it. Really, it's a crazy story. So um, I, I just so I just so happened like uh, uh, to have a um, a job in a uh, with a convention service group in Chicago uh, for the Weston O'Hare, and. Um, uh, WrestleMania 22 was in Chicago and all the wrestlers stayed at the Weston O'Hare and it was convention services. And I was a wrestling fan. And so I got to stay in a room or I, I, one of my jobs was to make sure when the wrestlers arrived that I, you know, made arrangements for them, all of them. That's when I first met Dustin Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, but everybody, every wrestler, I have a story for everybody. And that's how I saw what happened with Randy Orton, where he got suspended that same WrestleMania. But the craziest story of, of that whole weekend was uh, there's a kid and he brought in a bunch of pizzas, right? So everything was completely secure. There was an outside security group, there was hotel security, and then there was me, convention services. So I'm sitting in a room and in their room happened to be um, like at different times of the day, like different media would be coming in there. And also there would be like some pre-tapes and stuff going on. And Vince McMahon was normally in the room. And um, I mean, at one point, because that, uh, Bret Hart was going in the Hall of Fame that weekend, Bret Hart. Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, Triple H were all in the room together with me, you know, and uh, I was just, you know, going nuts the whole time, you know, first time meeting any of these people, like seeing them eye to eye. Mm -hmm. So Benoit is there. This is a different time. I, mean, I don't think, I don't even think Vince McMahon was in the room uh, at this point, but um, Edge was there. Benoit was there. Dean Malenko was there. Arn Anderson was there. Um, and they're all doing something or, or other. And this kid walks right past security with like seven or eight pizzas, right? And he puts the pizzas on the table. Um, and he's kind of looking around. And I, I'm like, I'm pretty smart to these things. I'm like, 
this kid is like this kid i think might i i saw already like this kid might have just hacked the system and like literally like the security saw he had a bunch of pizzas and just let him in this room right i think i was like i think this kid hacked the system i was already like halfway like edging my way to the kid to be like hey like do you need someone to pay for these pizzas like who ordered these pizzas like you're just giving these pizzas right so uh he puts a table uh pizzas down on this table and he's kind of like you know in a few maybe like 10 seconds which felt like 10 minutes uh he turns to edge who was like four feet away from him and he goes test oh no and so all of security and edge like edge like edge kind of like looks at him like uh no man no no it's not me (laughs) All the security starts to go right at this kid. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch security beat the shit out of this kid, you know? <laughs> so I'm walking towards the kid, too, like, briskly. Because, you know, just in case they need, you know, someone to say that the kid wasn't beaten for, you know, legal purposes mm-hmm. later. Uh, and wrestlers are going at this kid, right? And the guy who gets there first is Benoit. And he grabs the kid and he, he waves everybody off. And I walk out with Benoit and this kid and a security guard, Joe Mealy. And as soon as we leave the area, Benoit turns to him and says, like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, I just thought that I could uh, drop off the pizzas. And my boss said that if we can get some of the wrestlers to come by. And I just wanted to watch the wrestlers. And Benoit's like, you don't come into a place like this. This is a place where you can get hurt. You know, this was a really stupid thing. But completely level-headed. Like, he wasn't upset at the kid. He basically was telling the kid, like, I just saved your ass. Like, And then uh, uh, he said, is there anything I can do? And he's like well, you know, like, can you sign a couple things for me? And so Benoit signed a couple things. Then Benoit told the kid as he was leaving, like, hey, I'm going to talk to some of the wrestlers, and we're going to come and come to your pizza place, tell your boss that you did a good job, and he leaves. It was such a nice thing, like, that, a, like a, a, someone who was thinking straight, you know? And then, obviously, when I heard what happened, I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, though my one time to ever have anything was like, wow, that guy seemed like a really nice guy. Like, you know, he could have just kicked the shit out of this kid <laughs> or let security kick the shit out of this kid or whatever. But it, like, he actually cared like that these wrestlers were going to probably do something bad to this kid, you know, and it, the security was really tight. And of course I yelled at security, uh, you know, the, the liaisons, the WWE yell at security, you know, we all, whatever. But um, Benoit was the, the clear head, the clear head in that situation. And, and so, you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, he definitely, uh, you know, he didn't maintain that clear head for the rest of his life. But like, uh, uh, at least then and there, you know, maybe before too much of the um, CTE or whatever happened, you know, like Mm -hmm. craziness, he seemed like a pretty clear headed guy. Wow. Wow. That's That's actually a story to hear. Yeah, Yeah. it's awesome. That's a really cool story to hear. Yeah. Story to hear. All right, let's go. I got to a Kurt Angle one that's hilarious. <laughs> well, well, listen, you can. You he can doesn't tell have it. a clear head, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Uh, you can tell that one in between the new mouth of the South and Ivy. All right. So, Tyler, lay it on us, brother. What's what? What drew you in childhood fandom? Uh, I'll tell you. Actually, going to Armories, I saw the Rock and Roll Express uh, in a match, and before I knew how popular and over they were. But even those small crowds, it was amazing. It was long after, you know, they had all their major runs and all the territories. But it was so cool of them because they'd come to, you know, some of the East Tennessee armories and they were still over and people went crazy. And I was still amazed. I mean, you can see them today and they they still move and can work. It's amazing to me. And going uh, back to WCW, one of the storylines that drew me is when Flair turned on Sting 
uh, Flair mm. was milking the injury. I, I thought that was great because I was a fan of Sting and the Horseman. They've had a history of, you know, him getting kicked out of the Horseman. And that, to me, really changed my perspective on, on creative and, and how great Flair is, to everybody's point. And with Arn and Pillman, just they all turn on him. Flair suckered him in the corner. And that, to me, made me really hate the Horseman. And then when you grow up and understand that logic, you get, hey, that's just a great villain. That's a great heel right there. But I was such a sting mark for the baby face that I couldn't mm -hmm. stand him. The same deal with Hogan. When he turned NWO, I had a Hulk Hogan poster. And now I want to kick my own tail for ripping it because I was so mad that he turned on WCW. How dare he? But I get it now. So I, mm -hmm. I got mad mm -hmm. as a kid and ripped the thing like it was his T-shirt. And I'm thinking, you idiot, that could have made some money. <laughs> yeah. So that's yep. just some of the memories I had. That's that's cool stuff, man. And you know what? Uh, I wanted I wanted to drop this because I was uh I was doing some research, right? I'm watching some some Nikita Koloff from oh, yeah. WCW getting ready for a couple of weeks from now, and sure. uh, and one of the matches on the pay per view was Sting versus Cactus Jack in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And it's amazing, dude. It's I a need to go great watch match. I need to go watch that match. It's yeah. a great match. And it's like, it's not too like obsessively hardcore, but they have, they don't have any pads around the ring. And the commentators did a great job of selling here in WCW. We don't have pads around the ring. That's just cement floor, baby. <laughs> like, it, was just, it was so perfect. It was so good. Um, and, and, and it really, it was such a great match. And, and that's part of why I marked out for Sting so much as a young kid too. Mm -hmm. You know, just, I loved watching Sting do what he did, man. It was, it was great stuff. Great stuff. It, it was. There's a hilarious Ric Flair story. That's like 10 second story is the uh, first time I ever uh, met Ric Flair. Uh, he had pulled in with a car and he was in a horrible mood because um, his daughter, Ashley had gotten a DUI over that weekend over WrestleMania 28. I don't know if that's like a known, uh, I don't know if that's like, a, I'm not breaking any news or anything, but she had a DUI over uh, uh, WrestleMania 22 weekend and he was in a foul mood, like cutting promos on people, like so upset. Uh, and he yelled at a lot of the staff and stuff. And I, I, I see it was, was awesome. It was great. And um, Johnny Finn, good friend of mine to this day. I mean, he still, he comes out and visits me all the time. Uh, uh, he was there and he was uh, uh, some sort of like, he was like a regional position, like some suit. And uh, uh, he had gotten to pick up Ric Flair. So he's like, hey, I'm going to go pick up Ric Flair in the front. Uh, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to go, you know, pick up Ric Flair with you. So, um, you know, I was offering, uh, um, you know, for us to get his bags. We get his bags, walk to the front. And I remember him drinking a coffee. And there were a bunch of fans who already knew, because they always stayed at the Weston O'Hare at the time. Right now, I think they stay at the uh, Weston uh, Itasca now but they used to stay at the Weston O'Hare and uh, everybody knew. So a bunch of, a bunch of wrestling fans are there and they're just, they start wooing, right? They see Ric Flair, they start wooing, right? So Johnny Finn, who's this like, you know, whatever junior executive suit at the time, you know, me, I'm like some CS like kid. I'm, I'm literally like, I'm like, I'm like 20 at the time. And um, we're walking and John Finn turns to Ric Flair and he goes, uh, sir, I think they want to hear a woo. <laughs> And Ric Flair turns to him so upset. And he's like, are you telling me what to say? You're telling me what to do right now? Like, are you kidding me? You don't tell me anything. Like, don't even talk to me. Don't even tell me anything to do. And then I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Like Ric Flair is really mad, you know? And it's because his daughter, you know, whatever. He takes like three or four more steps, stops dead in his tracks, 
turns around to the crowd and just like, woo, and the crowd like went crazy, nuts. Everybody was like cheering him. And then we're walking. And then, of course, he turns to Jai. He's like, you never ever tell me to do something like that again. You know, I'll tell you when I'm going to woo and stuff. It was so funny, you know. And I'm sitting there like when, when John said it, I, even when he said it, I was like, yeah, it's being presumptuous. You know, like, of course, the crowd wants to hear him woo, John. You know, let him woo when he, when he wants to woo. But, you know, it was insane. It's insane. That's it. Perfect Ric Flair story. Thank yeah. you so much for that. That's great. Yeah, that, that was, was a perfect class. Ric Flair story. Yeah. All right, Ivy, I'm going to have you close this segment out. Yay. Tell us. Okay, no, stop. I've been obviously, so we, obviously you're that. wearing your boy on your chest today. I am. I oh. am. This is, my, this is my very old, very sacred Jeff Hardy t-shirt. I've had this since 2008, I think. And I absolutely love it. It's, it fits me now. It didn't fit me a couple years ago, but I dug it out and decided to wear it tonight. Um, I have been a wrestling fan ever since I can remember. It was always on TV in our house. Um, my grandparents, my great-grandparents watched, you know, WWF. Uh, my great-grandfather was a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. So, like, I absolutely loved Stone Cold because I was so close with him. Um, and then... You know, like once the whole like Jeff Hardy thing started coming in, I just loved everything about like what him and Matt were doing as a tag team. Um, tables, ladders, and chairs matches were by far my favorite. And still to this day, I love a good TLC match, even though they're not as good as what they used to be. Um, and I think my favorite wrestling experience was Night of the Champions 2009, Wachovia Center in Philly. I got to go. I was so excited. Um, Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. Hardy wins. After the match, like where our seats were, you could kind of see like behind the curtain and everything. And like we stayed there because that was, I think, the main event. And <sighs> he blew me a kiss, guys. Listen, I instantly <laughs> fucking melted like so bad. That's like the highlight of my life. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> but I've been waiting to tell that story for so long. Oh that's when you discovered boys uh <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. i discovered boys before that but that was when i discovered a man <laughs> there's I'm that sorry. promo I'm he's sorry. not a boy he's a man <laughs> <laughs> oh god no you're making me ugly laugh i didn't want that to happen but yeah it happened so okay, i mean i mean if we're going to talk about opposite sex attraction i mean sable was it am i am i right nelio am i right yeah yeah absolutely yeah oh yeah well i don't want to say what i was doing sable's good but for me it was stacy keebler those damn legs oh my Mm -hmm. god yeah i think it was all of them yeah it was missy hyatt for me i think it was missy hyatt or sunny sunny and missy hyatt were just like wow you know medusa really did it I mean, Medusa, I love. I was incredibly Medusa attracted was awesome. to Medusa. They are yeah. very attractive. Could go. I, yeah, incredible. but how many of them entered a bikini contest with black paint handprints yeah. as well, the top? Yeah, that, that's true. That, no, that, I always, I was always cognizant of the fact that like Sable was gorgeous, but I also felt that she was old. 
I always kind of felt like, like that too. Like he was kind of bit. like you know like Sable Cougar. Like I yes. felt like they were trying to you know mm-hmm. tap. Yeah. She was gorgeous. I agree. Gorgeous. Right. Yeah. But she I always was. felt like she was a little older. Beautiful. Sunny always felt like age appropriate, even for myself yeah. at a young age. Yeah, so. Sunny, and she was great with uh, the team she managed, whether it was uh, the Smoking Guns or Chris Candido. Right. I, I loved her right. as a manager. I thought. Right. She was yeah, awesome. she had instinct. She was instinctually uh-huh. much better. Like when it came came to actually in the ring, she instinctually wanted to bang every top guy. You know. I think I I think even as a kid. Even as a Ted, kid, you I would want to bang every top guy too if you were in the business. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say no. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Let's take a let's take a quick break, and on the other side, we come back. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about what happened in wrestling this week. Although this week was a little bit. Uh, I mean, there were some great things that happened in wrestling this week, but it was a little bit kind of like, oh, okay, it was another week in wrestling. Um, so we're going to play a little bit of a game too. So we, we are going to play a little bit of a game. We're going to talk a couple of the things that happened here um, in the course of the week of wrestling. And I want to say thank you one more time to uh, Adam Whitworth, who gave us that topic, the uh, inspiration for the main topic for the show tonight. Adam, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us as a listener. And uh, please tell all Adam, your friends give, uh, give this you, episode. Uh, 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 Send a DM with your address to uh, Ted, and we're going to get you something. Because you actually – this is the first time a listener has given us a question that I gave a shit about. So uh, <laughs> we're going to have to we're gonna have to give you a gift, you know, because – just burying the last wonderful. questions. This is wonderful. Just give him your address, and I'll send you something nice. All right. So, Adam, you heard him. Send, you know, DM me your Look address on, uh, on Instagram, <laughs> and put I will – in the mail. I'll send yeah, it to you. put in the mail, ref, Amy. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, so we'll see you on the other side here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. For 17 years, the dominant force in professional wrestling in South Florida has been Coastal Championship Wrestling. Join us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the best weekly episodic professional wrestling in America. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. And we uh, we just got done talking about all of our favorite things from our childhood in wrestling. And uh, that segment was brought to us by Adam Whitworth on Instagram. Um, now, we are going to move on. We're going to talk a little bit about things that happened this week in wrestling. And I want to talk just for a few minutes. We're going to pick a couple. We're going to cherry pick. We're going to cherry pick, okay? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, MSK right? The rascals. Um, first of all, I love that the commentary team made sure to call them rascals at least once. They're like, Oh, those rascals, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just throwing that shade. It was pretty cool. And like kind of helping wrestling fans connect the dots. Um, it was, uh, it was fun, but, uh, I thought it was a really entertaining match. I'm looking to hear, uh, what you guys thought about the, uh, the match with the MSK in there. Let's start with, um, let's start with Ref Amy. Um, so I, knew of the rascals before this met before they became msk and i actually didn't start watching impact until right after the departure i think in november what was mm-hmm. it i'm pretty sure that's when they left um so i went going into this match blind i of course i kept seeing stuff on twitter like oh msk is the rascals and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so when they debuted i was really impressed with them as far as the debut goes they let them just go balls to the wall out there mm-hmm. and a lot of the moves that they were pulling, I was just like, ooh, ah, like the entire time. Yep. So I thought it, it was it was a very great, a very good debut. And then I saw later um, an interview segment with them. I don't know if it aired on the actual show itself. 
and them just being like, yeah, we worked so hard to get here. And it's finally great to have this, this victory here in a place that we've been trying to get to for so long. Mm -hmm. So I'd like, after a great match like that, I'm super happy for them to get there. And hopefully the, the powers that be will see that in them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. Yeah. And you know, th there's one spot that really stood out to me in the match. And it's silly because it shouldn't stand out this much to me in the match, but it mm -hmm. just looked so visually appealing. It was the corkscrew crossbody. It was like a, mm -hmm. uh, I forget which, which one of the rascals it was. Um, mm -hmm. But, but he, he did a springboard off the second rope back to the inside of the ring. So he hit the ropes. He hits the, he hits the, the cross side from the hard cam. He, mm -hmm. he, springboards off the second rope he he's corkscrews and he hits a cross body and it was just beautiful it was such a beautiful spot in the match and i was like man that shouldn't like impress me as much as it does but it did so i guess that made me like a a spot monkey fan for a hot second there but it uh, it kind of is what it is let's go to uh, i know nelio's got a got a hot take for us so mm -hmm. maybe i'll uh, i'll let him close this one out let's go to uh to the new mouth of the south uh, I thought it was a fun match. I really haven't got a chance to watch the Rascals when they were in Impact, but I was happy for them, like you guys were saying. And, Ted, you brought up a great spot. One of the spots I think Lee hit was impressed me. He did the, the uh, reverse Frankensteiner, Hurl Karana. Mm -hmm. I, I know Scott Steiner says, don't you dare call it a Hurl Karana. So that's, that voice is in my head, Big Papa Pump. But that was a great move. And Atlas and Swerve Scott made a great team, but obviously we're going to see them feuding. Mm -hmm. So that, that's not going to last long. That's why they went over. And I was actually not shocked that they went over, but they debuted in such a big way to get a win over a good team, which I, I think smart, but still caught me a little bit off guard given Atlas and Swerve Scott's been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Atlas has really stepped out into his own a lot he has. in the last he, couple of months. He's been, he's been uh, gaining a lot more attention starting from when he was in that, uh, in that uh, tournament for the Cruiserweight championship mm -hmm. after they had to, uh, they had to uh, vacate it, right? Because I, yeah, I forget who had it, and they had to vacate it. But, uh, yeah, he's he's been really stepping into his own. Um, Ivy, you have any thoughts? Uh, I'll pretty much just kind of reiterate what um, Amy and Tyler said. I think, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see them. Um, I thought, you know, Impact, they were pretty good. But um, I'm kind of looking forward to see where they're going to go as far as, you know, what the future holds for them. I'm pretty hyped. I'm here for it. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to the heat, man. Here he comes with the hot take. Mr. So it, was a, it, was a, it was a great match, right? We're all in agreement. There's a lot of great spots. It looked awesome, right? Mm -hmm. But what does that matter anymore? Do you remember a, a guy by the name of Cedric Alexander who had one of the best matches I've ever seen against Kota Ibushi? Mm -hmm. And they're saying, sign him. Triple H comes out and he raises his hand and he says, get this guy a contract. And everyone said, wow, Cedric Alexander to the moon. Where's Cedric Alexander? I mean, he's in her business now, but what, what did it take? What did it take? Like, what did that do for Cedric Alexander? What is all of this going to do? Where is all of this going? You know, where's the meaty angles? Where is like, there's nobody, there's no feud that's going to happen. That's going to set the world on fire. Everyone's lost their way. Professional wrestling has lost its way. And that like, sure. They came out like a cannonball through the gate. But the problem is, is there's a huge, thick brick wall right in front of them because nothing means anything anymore. You know, even not that long ago when it was, remember American Alpha? Do you remember uh, them against DIY, not DIY, uh, them against um, 
uh, FTR or DIY against FTR. I mean, Bible. even, yeah, yeah. Even if you have, you know, uh, 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 teams that are not that great, as long as you can put them in a meaty angle with these, the problem is you can have the greatest teams in the world. You could have Kota Ibushi and Okada show up as a tag team in NXT tomorrow and, they can have great matches every week, but what does it, what does it matter? So that's kind of my feelings on this whole thing. Like, wow, this is going to be great for a week until they're eating turkey legs. <laughs> turkey legs and, and ninjas are going to be fighting them and they're throwing each other in trash cans. What does it even matter anymore? That's my take. Listen, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. My thing is, and maybe I'm holding out foolish hope, okay? But my thing is, this is a tag team that could legitimately save the tag team division. Okay. They are a tag team that could save the tag team division. Because if you think about it, who was the world's greatest tag team before they were the world's greatest tag team? They were just two guys that WWE signed. You know what I mean? Um, and they set a fire in that tag team division on SmackDown with Los Guerreros and the Bashams. You know what I mean? So, yeah. This is that team that could set that fire for me. And knowing that the competition is focusing so heavily on tag team competition and impact, you've got the Motor City Machine Guns, you've got the North, you've got the Good Brothers. Yeah. In AEW, you've got vari- you know, various tag teams made out of the Dark Order that are all no, pretty in, good. In, in CCW, you, know? you have the Cha-Cha Juggernauts, Controversial Link, the South American Alliance. I mean, tag team wrestling is back, clearly, you know. You know, obviously, obviously. American Horror know? Story, they've been around, but, you know, it's back. Wrestling, tag team wrestling is back. I, that I, I agree. I, I agree that um, I think there, there tends to be a focus now on AEW and Impact has a pretty good tag team. Uh, uh, especially you have the Bucks and then you have the Good Brothers who are all, like, elite mm-hmm. i would call them an elite tag team <laughs> i would call them elite uh so where did you yeah, get that you, term from that's yeah, fantastic I, don't know. I, that, I just thought of it right now it's amazing uh i would call make a promotion elite. yeah and uh uh <laughs> you know so yeah they do need to respond but uh the rascals it's not how i would see them responding uh you know if you ask me that being said you know who knows you know right uh uh where is uh, jason jordan is his career over is he done? Uh, done? From what I've heard, yes, he had the yeah. some kind of neck injury that it would be dangerous for him to keep going. Imagine and being I, retired as Kurt Angle's illegitimate son. I know, right? I know, right? I know, That's that was, your that last storyline. Story he was coming along. No, he was coming uh, along. He was giving me. Um, he was. He was. I was actually enjoying him. Um, at the end of that, like when it became um, ironic. Him and Seth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when it became ironic, I was like, I, I like it now. And then he, he hurt himself, I guess, for good. Yeah. Uh, but you see, like, they should never have broken up um, DIY. I mean, in the short term, it was amazing. But, you know, they should have swung it back around because I don't see uh, Ciampa and Gargano getting anywhere. Getting anywhere. Yep. And then Authors of Pain were doing great. They're done. They should never have left NXT. Just have them be the big monsters of NXT for the, the, the. Yep. So you have a lot of stuff where it's like, wait, like, you know, um, and 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 the revival's in AEW. So <laughs> so, you know, I don't I don't know. It's really weird. You know, maybe it's true. Like I've heard over years and years that Vince McMahon doesn't like tag team wrestling because you have to pay two guys. I heard that before. Um, you know, but I think maybe it's true now. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, what do you guys think about the Grizzled Young Veterans? Now, that's a match I thought was good. 
against Amber mm-hmm. Rise. Did you catch that on NXT? I, I did. I did watch it. I did not. It was a good match. Yeah, it was a good match. It didn't catch my eye like the Rascals did, and maybe it's just gotcha. because it's the Rascals and I'm an Impact Mark, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you don't like British guys. Call it like it is. You Philly guys <laughs> hate British guys. You still holding a grudge from the listen, bell? It's just listen, a bell, dude. Listen, this is why we sent people up to Boston. All right, just chill the chill the f out over there. All right, let, let him in, Daddy. Let him in. You know. <laughs> You should hear off the air that how this guy talks about Tyler Bate. It's like Jesus. <laughs> shut Tone up. It down. Tone it down. Shut up. Just shut your mouth. Uh, hey, hey, how many times can you call him master? You know, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> British guys, man. Ted hates him. Where's the mute button? I can mute you because I have control of this meeting. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. The- yeah, I think it was great. I want to see what they do with them. Hopefully, Nelio's wrong and they'll do something productive with them, but I doubt it because it's WWE. Um, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit of uh, of AEW here, and uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about this recent run for Britt Baker, where she has this talk show, and uh, it's very like making fun of the wrestlers that have talk show, talk show kind of thing, right? And uh, she does like the, the really over the top trying to be funny. Rosie, o, Rosie O'Neill was that her name? Rosie O'Neill, Rosie O'Neill comedy. Uh, you know, like where she makes fun of her guests before they come out. Rosie O'Donnell, you talking about? Rosie O'Donnell, that's Rosie it. O'Donnell, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Donald um, Trump's like best friend. Yeah. <laughs> President Trump. Uh, next week. For next, next week. Days. Oh, unless he gets impeached and out. You know? Unless the QAnon guys are right. <laughs> then a bunch of democratic lawmakers are going to be in prison or something there we go. Oh, a hey, it's a good read it's a good read I just there was the hard before, turn guys. I read there it. was the hard turn right it's there. not illegal just... to read yet guys six more days <laughs> then it'll be illegal to read Whatever. yeah rosie i'm O'Donnell. crying tears for our for my democracy <laughs> yeah you know, i'm just saying um, you philly guys care so much about democracy <laughs> Let it burn. Let it all burn down. That's only because you guys down there are just like, eh, do whatever you want. It's anarchy. Yeah, exactly. It's everybody it's still, COVID. It's still we nice live among outside. dinosaurs, no, Ted. No, no matter, no matter, like, you know, as long as the president doesn't like limit access to my pool, I'm I'm okay with him. The animatronics in Orlando don't count, Amy. Okay. Exactly. You should see the gators around the Everglades. <laughs> Those are dinosaurs, literal yeah. dinosaurs. All right. All right. Hard turn. Back to the topic. Yeah. Everybody shut up for a minute. Back um, to the topic. QAnon. <laughs> Who let these guys in the Capitol last week? Come sure. on. <laughs> it's too you soon. Are li- you are listening it's to It's too re- soon. Stop you are listening it. To Wrestling Rewind Conspiracy <laughs> Radio. <laughs> With it's too soon. Amy and Venetius. It's too soon. Southern QAnon president Tyler Peters. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Former. Yeah, well, I don't even want to tell you what he used to be. Let's call him the president of QAnon. Tyler, <laughs> yeah, he's kidding. The Tyler's the head of the Catfish Club. Exactly. On uh, Tyler's the only Democrat the in Tennessee. Is, they better leave my man alone. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. Yeah, hey, hey, if you're if you're Mormon, get away from me. I don't want any Mormons <laughs> watching the show anymore. Oh, <laughs> no more Dude, Mormons. My credibility. You're an now. awful person. <laughs> You're an awful person. I hate you. <laughs> it's like I don't want any Peter's Mormons guy. listening. Hey, if you're listening, he wore the bad guy shirt. If and you now have been, he has been the bad guy. guy. He is the 
And Yo, Amy's legitimately a tomato right now. Look at Amy's face. Hey, listen. No wonder we don't get along. Hey, Scott Hall, I've got a cornet shirt on. You're the you click, go. man. No, you ruined I'm our just, I'm, I'm broken. I'm just joking. I'm All right. Joking. You're Mormon. You can listen. Hey, <laughs> W. What is that? What is he really had to twist his arms there, folks. Yeah. Just so you know, it's you know. Fine. Sorry. All right. I believe in Joseph Smith <laughs> and the Seer Blades. I believe, okay? You've been watching Asian Aliens too much, brother. Yeah. You've been watching oh Asian Aliens too much. All right. I'm happy Jesus came to America. I thought we were <laughs> forgotten. You know? That's all I'm happy about. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, Britt Baker. And uh, her talk show, where she she makes fun of of everyone as they come on, it just it, it really caught my attention, like how sarcastic this segment was, and how not funny funny it was. Like it was funny because it wasn't funny. Does that make so sense to anybody? No, so it's it's good. Good. no, I actually, yeah, I agree. I liked it. Yeah. Um, you know, she's making fun of the neck tat. She's, you know, it's like uh, okay, like all right. Do the jokes ever get old on AEW? I don't think they do. I mean, they started calling Jericho a, a tag team slut on Wednesday night. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This is not entertaining. Click. Like, or, or, I- or, or when uh, uh, MJF was like, uh, he wants to get rid of fat people. And then he looked at Jericho. And I'm like, how are they in on the joke? How is AEW so good at being in on the joke? That's exactly what it is. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, it was so meta. Like, it was like just a hint of like, that means they're good. So go ahead, you know. But yes, there's a weird irony in the whole segment. I don't know, I, but but I feel like Britt Baker is now going to get categorized as the person that does the show. Like you know how Kevin Owens has has been categorized now as the guy that does the KO show. Yeah, and right. they know they can put him in whatever match, and he's going to make his opponent look good, and it's going to be a banger of a match because Kevin Owens can do that. But mm-hmm. he's the KO show guy. I'm afraid that's what's happening to Britt Baker. I'm like deathly afraid of that's what's happening to Britt Baker because yeah. she was doing so well before she before she got hurt. You know, before uh, who was it? Um, Galaxy Girl. Uh, huh? Statlander. Statlander. Su- yeah, that's no, Statlander suplexed Nyla Rose onto Britt Baker's leg, and then it was over, you know? That's right. Um, so, I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like I, I'm in this weird spot where I really liked where Britt Baker was going, and then they did this, and it made, like, it makes my heart hurt. Like, if anything, she should have been doing this while she was in the wheelchair, you know? Instead, they had her out there, like, talking every week, you know? If anything, they should have had her do this while she was in the wheelchair. And this just feels like a waste to me of her. And I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, let's uh, Tyler, let's start with Tyler. Yeah, Tyler let's start never with Tyler. gets the beginning. You get a fresh one, Tyler. Tyler, you get yeah, the fresh it's, one. It's cool. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm with Ted. I, I thought it did nothing. I'm wondering, hey, where, when are we going to see Shaq and Cody? I, I, I get it. Jane Cargill's got to come out. Thank God for Red Velvet because that saved it for me. I, I was trying to give this segment a chance, but I'm like, oh, I'm scratching my head. What are they doing? I mean, I agree. Britt Baker had everything going for her, and she's handicapped now. They have gave her these uh, segments that are so bad, we're, we're having to actually laugh at them because they are that bad. Man, you just you just call someone who's in a wheelchair handicapped, man. You're gonna get all the hate mail now. That's fine, man. Hey, the T-shirt. They're already gonna give me hate mail over that, anyways. The cornet shirt. And your in your hate of Mormons that you went off on oh, the last segment. <laughs> Here, thanks for burying me there, 
Ivy, go ahead. What do you think about? It? What did you think about the segment? Sorry, Ted. I kind of agree because I, I, I do my job. Like it's cool. Britt Baker, no, shut up, you. <laughs> you know what? Oh, Ted, you wait till we're off air. <laughs> I'll bust out the handcuffs right now. Don't play with me. They're right in the dresser drawer. Um. Anyway, <laughs> no, I kind of liked where um where she was going, and I kind of agree. Like, I'm not a fan of the whole like talk show type thing either it, it bores me I think the last time that I actually enjoyed some of it was like years ago when Jericho was doing it overall but it kind of died out it's not cool anymore they did that it was the big thing like why are we doing this and again it's you kind of have to laugh a bit laugh at it because it's really not that funny so I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys I'm it doesn't do anything for me I'm totally with you yeah, I'm with you too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vinicius, let's let's go to you, brother. You know, um, I think it's okay to do some of these segments. Like, I really love Piper's Pit. I really love um, Brother Love used to do the segments as well. Yeah. Uh, and sure, you know, like I think Britt Baker is finding that niche. Like when she started going after um, Tony Schiavone, I thought that was great. So I feel like they are going to try to have her do that gimmick against everybody. And actually, Cody's a good one to do because you know he is exactly that guy like a guy from georgia who drives a big truck and has a neck tattoo and, uh, <laughs> uh, so it actually like worked out like there is some irony you know like you can you know AEW can laugh at itself so i thought that was fine um i'm interested to see jade cargill wrestle so you know they're kind of changing the formula here they really must think highly of her if she's not wrestling on AEW Dark and, you know, taking some lumps from Nyla Rose first. It seems like that seems to be the way that they introduce uh, wrestlers. You know, you go and you lose a bunch of times on AEW Dark and then you come in. So they really think of her like as somebody on top. You know, I don't, I don't 100% understand the um, Shaq uh, uh, affiliation. Like I'm not all, it's not all there. I know she's married to somebody else, um, not Shaq. So it's like, you know, Jade Cargill and Shaq versus uh, Brandy and Cody and a mixed tag, which I, I thought that was the thing that was going to happen before, you know, um, you know, Brandy uh, is probably going to have the son of the son of the son of the plumber. So um, <laughs> I think that's right. But like uh, uh, overall, I mean, with all the women in the pull-aparts, I do love those pull-aparts. It wasn't Undertaker Brock Lesnar as a pull-apart, but it was interesting in that sense. And um Hey, good job for uh, Miami's own uh, uh, Red Velvet. Um, it's exciting to see her, you know, like uh, it's exciting to see her on television. So that's cool too. So uh, I, I liked some parts of it, but yeah, I mean, I would expect to see a lot of the dentist office or whatever they're calling it. And, uh, 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 you know, we'll see, you know, maybe it'll be the next Piper's Pit. Has there been a lot of women's segments like that? Like, I don't think they do that to, to the women very much. They, I know like Shawn Michaels had the Heartbreak Hotel. A moment of uh, bliss. I think, yeah. Oh, oh bliss. Okay, there it is. So, so she's not a trailblazer at all, but um, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be what it is. Yeah, agreed. All right, Ref Amy, you get to close this one out. And I'm gonna. I actually like a lot what they're doing with Britt Baker, just because her as the worker is making it work for me. If it, if she was as bad as like, because sometimes when WWE does it, they put in someone who can't get the material off. When, when Alexa Bliss is trying to do the talk show thing, I just, I, that is automatically, I'm going to turn off the TV for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. It's like what I was saying before, it's so bad, it's good in a way. And like, 
the dynamic between her and Rebel, I love. And then, like, she constantly does a shout, like, the entire ending part where uh, La Rosa, or did I say that right? Yeah, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa. I was like, wait, that's not her. Um, Thunder Rosa calls her out and tells her that she's going to have a match. And he's, like, screaming, Tony told me we weren't doing it. Like, I love that dynamic. I, I just like it a lot more than what they were doing with her in the beginning because they put her in this dentist thing. And it's really hard to take a gimmick like that seriously when, like, it's just dental puns the entire time. And she was trying to come off as a badass, and it it worked for a little bit. And then, like, she got hurt, and then it was the comedy stuff. And I think the comedy works a little bit better. And it's not realistic. Like, how could someone like her ever be a dentist, right? (laughs) It's not realistic at all, all. right? Yeah, not in real life. But I, I don't... The thing that gives me hope, if it was WWE, I'd be like, oh, they're going to drill this into the ground, like, until it's dead, revive it, drill it in again. But They're going to drill it in. Is that what you're trying to say? They're going to drill it in. <laughs> but um, I, I have faith that AEW, once it starts getting too stale and, like, more majority of people are not liking it, they'll just kind of like, all right, we're not going to do this anymore. So, But I'm still liking it. I like that stupid comedy sometimes. And she has great okay. delivery. <laughs> okay. To each their own. Yeah, she has a hateable out. she has a hateable face, right? Like she just has such a hateable face, like every single <laughs> college sorority overachiever that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. It looks and acts exactly like Britt Baker. So she's clearly a heel. She's a beautiful and woman. then she is an overachiever. Punchable she's like, face. look, I'm not only a signed <laughs> professional wrestler, I'm also a dentist. So it actually is perfect for her. She's perfect, you know? And then, you know, every single sorority overachiever I've ever met always has a boyfriend way out of her league. And Adam Cole is clearly, clearly playing that, you know, he lost a lot of weight. He looks great. Five-star matches. I think it's great. She's a heel in all like ways of life, you know, so she should be celebrated for that. Boom. Boom. She's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but Adam Cole is gorgeous, man. (laughs) Dig it. I dig it. Well, my friends, I want to come to the last topic of uh, of wrestling this week, and that is Rick screwing over Charlotte. And uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Venetius. Give us a woo. Give us a woo. Woo. There you go, brother. So uh, we saw Ric Flair uh, come out in the middle of, of Charlotte and, and Lacey Evans' match. Lacey's been doing the whole, ooh, hi, daddy, you know. Um, nonsense. Rick trips up Charlotte, holds her leg down when she's getting pinned, walks out with Lacey. He's wheeling, dealing. He's the nature boy. But uh, what are we thinking here, guys? I mean, how involved does this really get? Does this really result in, and I guess what my biggest question is, does this really result in Lacey finally getting the push and getting put over Charlotte in any way? Because I don't think so, and therefore all I think it does is adds detriment to her character at the end of it. Um, you know, she she's the she's the best women's wrestler to come up from NXT and not win and not win a belt. Um, so, so Kari uh, Sane, right? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Kari Sane was a tag team champ. Oh yeah, I guess you count tag teams. I mean, they do, so we have to. Ember right? Ember Moon. She went in. Uh, I think she. Okay, did. I'm sorry, Ted. I don't mean. I don't mean to just. Wait, wait a minute. Just disagree with everything you said. I mean. Okay, let's go to uh, uh, Amy. Let's start with Amy this time. What do you think? <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Like, it was a meh segment. Horny Ric Flair does nothing for me as far as, like, storyline goes. Like, the entire time I was just thinking, why? Hey, Amy, why don't you come over and drink a couple of green lizards? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I haven't been to Disney World in a while. I'm not going on (laughs) Facebook. Oh, my God. (laughs) But, no, it's... I, I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, I just, I don't like it. And so wait, like so you're, it. Saying, you're saying if Ric Flair offered you a ride on Space Mountain, you would say no? Yes, I would say no. You sure? I can't change a, a Colossus or whatever, uh, that pee bag. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> a Colossus pee bag? Oh. Yeah, doesn't he have one? <laughs> Ivy can. Oh. Ivy can. <laughs> yes, I can, baby. Bring it <laughs> That seems like a lot of work that I have to do that I'm not it's about. Really it's the Nature Boys bag. What are you talking about? That's a privilege, guys. It's legendary. Yeah. I, I was trying to sell it already. Yeah. He hasn't even gotten to it yet. <laughs> but yeah, like you were saying, Ted, I just don't see this because Charlotte's not going to be uh, pinned in this situation, at least not without some interference. And Lacey's not going to look good because of it. So. Mm. I just don't see a benefit out of this other than Ric Flair. Uh, I, from what he's been posting, he wants to work. He doesn't care about COVID. He just wants to be in, the, in WWE. And, like, I think they're just handing this to him, like, hey, we got some time between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and stuff, so here, here's something to do with your daughter. So, All right. All right. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Tyler. I think it's, it goes back to, you think about Triple H and Flair's relationship. I think as much as Triple H wants to tell Rick no sometimes, he, he mm-hmm. just he always has that affection. It's it's hard because these old school guys just it's in their blood. They want to step away, but they can't. And they just figure, you know, back to your point about Space Mountain. He he's playing, you know, going back to that old Ric Flair trying to relive those days and, and Jim Crockett promotions where it's all about the ladies and, and blondes especially. And and Lacey's a great talent, but you're right. She's going backwards. I mean, there's, there's nothing helping her character because Charlotte's just great for a reason. And why not give Lacey that rub and it, you're just not seeing it. So it's confused me. I, I, I got to tell you, I've not been able to see any of raw and I kind of tune it out most of the time, uh, except for a few segments, but I, I just hate to see flair in this kind of predicament and, and the way they're doing Lacey and Charlotte just Hey, Daddy, what do you think Ric Blair's giving her the rub every night? <laughs> what are you talking about, Daddy? Uh, I should have known you'd go there, yeah. I should have known you'd go there. You've buried me the rest of the night. Why, why stop now? <laughs> Ivy, I'm coming to you. I hate it. I hate it so much. But I can't, like, I agree with, you know. With, that someone with else gets problem. to ride Space Mountain? That's what you hate? <laughs> yes, I hate it so much. No, I, all I want to do is change this catheter bag, okay? God damn. Um, no, (laughs) no, I really do hate it because the thing is with, with Lacey, I think she has potential. Like, I think she could be very good. I don't like what they've done with her as far as her gimmick and her character development. I think she could be excellent, but they're utilizing her in the wrong manner. And then I kind of also think, you know, kind of throwing in this whole segment with Ric Flair and the whole, like him stabbing Charlotte in the back thing. 
it's it is going to make Lacey look bad. It's it's not going to give her any type of one up on Charlotte. I don't mm-hmm. see this ever leading to like a championship match ever, like you know between the two of them in the future or anything. So I don't see it going anywhere. Also, kind of how we talked about, um, you know, on the the last show about you know how they utilize their legends. It's what are we doing? Why are we doing this with Ric Flair? Put him somewhere else. Like put him in a different you know perspective. Have him manage his daughter have him mentor his daughter but don't have like this whole weird like haha I'm banging your dad type of thing and then it's gonna go nowhere so I don't like it I hate it I agree I I could be a fan of Lacey Evans if they would do a little bit better with her but I'm not and I'm disappointed about it because I do think that she's good and I think that they're not doing her any justice and I like Charlotte I'm a big Charlotte fan but I don't like this is her dad why are we doing this with her dad? I don't think this is good entertainment. I hate it. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I'm with you. And I, uh, right when Lacey first debuted on the main roster, she never had more heat than she had in that moment because Becky was calling was because Becky was calling her and Charlotte Vince's blondes, and mm-hmm. it immediately got her over. And the gimmick was good when she started. Right. right, she was too good for everybody. It was it wasn't too complicated. Now she's posting pictures of herself, you know, in lingerie all the time and doing all kinds yeah. of stuff. And it's like that character's gone now, but she's yeah. still she's like half herself. playing that character, you know. So right. so I feel like she's kind of like lost in the in the midlands here, and I don't know that um, pairing her with the goat is going to fix that, you know. And and I think it's a right. shame for the goat to be relegated to that, right? Like mm-hmm. there are some people that should just never be relegated to that. Rick mm-hmm. Flair's one of them, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Do so, we think that we're uh, recreating the uh, Tori Wilson and her dad story? Oh God, I hope yeah, not. If Rick dies, yeah. Because no. <laughs> the, the report is that uh, USA is asking for edgier television, so I wonder if that's where that's going. <laughs> well, well, that that was actually one of the things I was going to say. Number one, I think this whole angle is completely not realistic because Lacey right. Evans is way too old for Rick Flair, and uh, <laughs> number two. Uh, it, it is a little weird because we know Ric Flair, so it's like I'm thinking like, how does Wendy feel? Like, is or right. is like is Lacey going to be incorporated with Rick and Wendy like in bed, or is this like something completely separate from that? You know, and then well, the weird thing is like I know Lacey Evans has a husband and a and a kid and stuff like that, and she does charity work for them. So are they going to be incorporated in this feud? Like, where's the realism here? The truth of the matter is, is I guess ratings were low. You need to pump some Ric Flair in there. You need to do some of these things. So I guess that's that's the uh, idea. I mean, I think they did this angle before. I think they did mm-hmm. this with Charlotte before. So it's kind of like a retread. Um, Lacey yeah. Evans is good. But Ric Flair is obviously the best of all time. So as long as you can have him on television, I don't think it's a situation where Ric Flair is like, I'm sure he would come back and do, like, he wants to do anything. I think this is them probably asking, you know, hey, we need Ric Flair on television. And if things keep going down, I I think you're going to see the uh, red and yellow come back. uh, uh, And if they go down even more, you're going to see him hitting the leg drop on somebody. But, uh, uh, you know, I think it's just one of those things that, you know, you're going to see Goldberg and, I think that the next step has to be Brock Lesnar in, in, in a good way. We need to see Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar. I know, I guess he's very COVID conscious, but you know, I, I'm sure a big enough check will get him there. Yeah, for sure. All right. I, I know that, that uh, Venetius has to wrap up, but uh, we Amy, uh, do my plugs. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have oh, him, God. we'll have Amy do your plugs, but, uh, but before yeah, you, you go, so brother, you, you, you got to You got to do, you've got to do okay. a bucket list. Okay? All right. One bucket list. One bucket list for you. Um, 
Okay, so of all of them, every single one, and you can't say CCW. Okay. What is your favorite promotion to watch and Easy. why? Okay. So ECW is probably the, my favorite promotion to watch, and it's because so many stars that I've worked with at CCW. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, ECW obviously is like a special part of my heart because they used to stay up till two o'clock in the morning to watch it. So I still get those like feels when I see RVD wrestle Mike Lazansky or anybody, you know, like uh, or Jerry Lynn or anybody. So so I have to say that. But uh, close second is. Um, a promotion that I was too young to even watch is the NWA. I mean, I remember w, when I started watching, it was already WCW, but watching the Jim Crockett pr uh, promotions NWA to me is actually the, my, the, the most fun. You know, like I'm interested and I'm watching stuff and I'm seeing angles that I want to steal and use for CCW and stuff like that. So that's the, the one that I most like to watch. And uh, that's when people like people talk about wrestling to me, like, what do you, you know, what and I, and I tell them like, you should watch 1984 to 1988 Jim Crockett. It's freaking insane. So yeah, for my sure. answer, I'm sticking to it. Sure. All right. So uh, love you guys. I'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Brother. CCW Take homecoming Saturday, Sunday, Amy, do my plugs. <laughs> all right we're all gonna talk shit about venetius as he goes out here so and talk shit <laughs> all right so um let's go to ivy with this one no <laughs> if, if you could work anybody who would it be oh i don't know that's a tough one Probably. we're not talking space mountain okay <laughs> I mean, if I could work anybody, we all know who I'd be working. But, um, oh, I don't know. I kind of have always felt like I, I like, okay, as a fighter, like from my past, I tend to like to kick ass with people who are a lot bigger than me and stronger than me. Just, you know, I kind of like that little underdog thing. I'm tiny. So, like, you know, people never expect it. If we're going to go with a woman, I would have loved to be able to take down China, hands mm -hmm. down. If we're gonna go with man, I want Taker, <laughs> like straight up. You know. So yeah, Ooh, I don't know. That was a good question. Okay, okay. Ooh, this one I'm going to uh, to Ref Amy for. And by the way, guys, Ref Amy changed her Twitter handle, so now she's Ref Amy Veronica. She's no longer Sucker Punch News. Okay. Yeah, Sucker Punch is under construction right now. <laughs> um, so Ref Amy. Who is your favorite big time pro to follow on social media? Ooh. So define big time though, because there's like some AEW guys who they're on TV, but they're not. Uh, you could, I guess you could go with that. If I love the shit. If they're recognizable. I love the shit that John Silver posts all the yeah. time. Like, it's just like the random, like, pictures of them doing, like, stupid stuff behind the scene. Like, he yep. makes me laugh. Um, but, well, bigger time. Iron Cheek, hands down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just him yelling One into of my the favorite Twitter, Twitter handles, for sure. <laughs> when he, what was it? He was trying to say, um, if we could all come together as a country, I'll apologize to Hulk Hogan. And I, was, I just retweeted that. Guys, come on. Come on. <laughs> Get it. Perfect. Perfect. I, uh, I actually, not knowing that that question, I didn't even remember that question was in the bucket. For those of you that don't know what we're doing right now, I have this ghetto-ass bucket that I put together. That's your Delco bucket. Of, it's, that's my Delco bucket. That's right. Okay. 
and it's from uh, the beginning of the pandemic when I was interviewing the, all the ACPW people who were coming on the show for the original pod. And I was like, I need to have questions that I can just randomly ask these guys. So the bucket list was born, right? Nice. Um, and even I think it even says at Rewind Podcast on there, like in really ghetto, shanky handwriting. Um, so I, I forgot that, but I had actually posted a couple people that I was really happy that I followed on social media this week um, on Twitter with Lance Storm and, uh, mm-hmm. and Mike Bennett, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Nah, I don't like that question. We're not going with that question for Tyler. Because Tyler's answered that question for me before, but just in not in this context. Ooh, Tyler, this will be good for you. I think I know your answer, but who is the best tag team ever, in your opinion? That's a, that's a tough one. There, there's a lot of them. Uh, well, that, that's a good one. Wow. Uh, it would be a toss-up between uh, – Anderson and uh, Blanchard and probably the Midnight Express, believe it or not. And I know there's a lot of others out there, but as far as workers, I'm not talking just dominant. I'm talking as far as workers. I'd have to put those two up there. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'll even answer one tonight. If anyone, anyone in AEW or anyone goes to AEW is what it says here. Anyone to AEW book their first feud. Um, I guess like the sexy answer is Alistair Black, so I'm gonna definitely not do that. Um, <laughs> um, oh man, if I could send anybody to AEW, who would I send? Uh, all right, I'm doing this just to just to piss off all the stands. Okay, mm. um, I send John Cena to AEW. Right, his first feud is with Jericho. It's a number one contender match for the heavyweight championship. And he comes out in the Doctor of Thugonomics uh, character. And he and, Jer- he and Jericho start Inner Circle 2.0. It's the red and black version of it. And it starts with a finger poke of doom where Cena goes over because... You can't see him, and you can't beat him. He's Big Match John. <laughs> hey, hey, that's this is what an aneurysm right? feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's over here having a stroke. <laughs> Boy, what an answer! <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Like, you put I, I, a lot of thought into that. Yeah, like, that's that was I off the cuff. Though. That was I completely mean, off yeah. the cuff. You that's have to, no, but I feel like you've definitely yeah. thought of that before. Yeah. I definitely have not. I'm telling you, I'm. I, I would tell you. I would tell you if I really had. I would tell you. I'd be 100% honest about it. I had to think about it for a minute just now. I was like, how can I piss off the most amount of people on Twitter? And that was it. <laughs> I mean, I just. I combined all the, the things that would piss them off. Economics. You know. Well, and anymore, it's easy to do. Yeah. As, listen, it's. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have uh, a bunch of CCW shows coming up. Check out CCW, uh, what is it, ccwrestlingfl.com. Uh, go buy all your tickets for all that stuff. They're happening in Miami. They're happening in, in uh, Nashville. On Nashville. Where's the, where's the other one? What is it? Oh, yeah. Just here in Fort Lauderdale. So, so we got all that stuff coming up. Uh, ACPW's Proving Grounds is back up and running. Uh, go check those guys out if you're interested in becoming a uh, and you're in the Philly area. Uh, 
if you're uh, looking to train to become a wrestler, referee, manager, if you're in the Florida area, you want to learn how to do any of that, go check out the CCW training facility. Ah, Orange Cat came again today. It wouldn't be an episode. Wouldn't be an episode without the Orange Cat. Um, (laughs) So I also want to take just a, a really, really quick second here. And, um, and say thank you to some people because I posted a tweet uh, tagging all of the other pods that we're kind of, we're kind of chill with, um, asking them to help out with getting our subs up a little bit uh, on YouTube. And a bunch of people helped us out. And so I just want to go through the list of people that I tagged real quick because they've all been super supportive. Uh, David, Sam, uh, David Samuel, uh, Blake, I think it is the closed fist, the dirty heels guys, the dirty heels guys are the best. They're, they're bang. I love those guys. Go, you know, and go check all these folks out. Uh, the paradox podcast, they work closely with CCW as well. A uh, bunch of CCW wrestlers uh, popping up on there in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Philly fans pod uh, off the mood of scale, uh, the BTC pod, the it's our house pod, uh, the women's talk pod with uh, Emily May Heller, who has been on our show a couple of times uh, and uh, the hardcore pod. And uh, if I missed anybody, I, I'm super sorry. The rock and wrestling pod. Uh, I'm so sorry if I missed anybody, but I wanted to give all everyone a shout out. Uh, say thank you so much for helping push push the uh, the subs up there. As of right this moment, I think we're at like 188. We started, so we gained like nine subs in the in the two days that it's gone from that. So yeah, we're you're welcome, one. Ted. Thank you. Thank you. Did, weren't you supposed to shout somebody out? Yes, I do. I was waiting until you were done. I was going to be polite. Fine then. Jeez. <laughs> Leave me alone, girl. Damn. All right. So, uh, so <laughs> Amy's like, that's ingrained in my brain now. Screw you. I never want to be on the show again. <laughs> no, no. I'm still recovering from that storyline you just wrote there. <laughs> um. You know, but thank you, thank you to everyone for the love and for the support. And uh, actually, I got a. I'm going to talk to you guys off air. I got an invitation from a, a local Philly, not the Philly fans, but another local sports pod that talks sports a lot. They're talking all wrestling the week of Royal Rumble, and uh, they want anyone who wants to come on from the show to come on. So we're gonna, uh, we're gonna Ooh, talk, we're cool. gonna talk to those guys maybe. And uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up, folks. Please, 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 like, comment, share, subscribe. And uh, Ivy, t- you know, t- give give your shout outs here before okay. I have to. Uh, before well, I close I, this no, out. I have one shout out. So uh, my Twitter follower at KNitro2 um, kind of reached out and, you know, went and sub, listened to me, you know, I, mm-hmm. I persuaded him to go and sub. Um, and he's also got a, like a YouTube channel. So go and subscribe to it. Um, it's TNT. Oh TNT. yeah. TNT. I, I, that's, yeah. I always forget to, to plug him TNT and the Titan Tron. Awesome. The Titan Tron really awesome. pod. Cool. We had some really cool, like wrestling conversation going on about some old school stuff and even like some new stuff. And it's pretty interesting. So it's been, it's been good combo. Excellent. 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 Yeah. The Titan Tron and TNT. I forgot those two as well. So definitely go check all those pods out guys. There's so many wrestling pods out there. that are so awesome. Uh, but please remember to like comment, share, subscribe, make sure you do all the things. Tyler's got some, a bunch of stuff coming out on the buzz. So check out yeah. the buzz yes. and all their social oh, media you. content. Yeah. He's constantly pushing out articles and he's on a whole bunch of pods and Jesus, the guys everywhere, you know, uh, super excited about the next couple of weeks, folks, please come and join us on the show here on rewind wrestling radio. We say thank you and good night.